3, verses 1 through 4. John 3, verses 1 through 4. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can he... How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Thank you, Jordan. Good morning, church. It's great to see each and every one of you here today. Thank you so much for coming to worship with us, especially if you're visiting. We'd like to ask that you will stay around a few moments after our services so that we might be able to get to know you better. Thank you for being here. And we always are thankful that Almighty God, our Father in heaven, is with us as we come together to worship Him. I want to add just one thing quickly to um, the announcement about the Wild Game Supper. Don't forget, that's for everyone, all ages, but it also will serve as our our opportunity to help and serve uh, those from the Teen Challenge Group. So if you're helping with that, or have helped with that, this is our opportunity to do that as well. But we do need you to sign those lists. And all right, men, March 9th and 10th. That's coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, That's our men's retreat. It will take place over here uh, in the banquet room. If you plan to be here, we need to know for food purposes and other things like that. Uh, So if you'll sign the list, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. This will be an excellent opportunity. The food will be good. The fellowship will be even better. And the, the things that we learn... Uh, from God's Word that will be presented to us and that we discuss, uh, we challenge uh, each other uh, in our spiritual walk, it will be great. So I want to encourage all of our men to think about that and plan for that March 9th and 10th. A lot of work has gone into that, and so we know that you will uh, greatly be appreciative of that weekend and that it will uh, not be a waste of your time. We will conclude, it will be Friday night session, and then we will conclude by lunch on Saturday. So uh, not a lot of time, but a lot of things uh, packed into that time. So make sure, man, if you can be at that March 9th and 10th, sign the list in the foyer. There's a well-known businessman that was also known for his ruthlessness. And he commented to the writer Mark Twain, I want to travel to the Bible lands and I want to go on top of Mount Sinai. And from the top of Mount Sinai, I want to shout aloud the Ten Commandments. Mark Twain replied to him, I have a better idea. Why don't you stay in Boston and live them? You see, the lesson today, uh, not any different from last week, is a lesson about a change of heart that creates a change of life. And that's something that those religious leaders missed when Jesus went into Jerusalem back in John chapter 2 and cleansed the temple. And it's also something that he challenges Nicodemus as we look here in John chapter 3. But I want you to notice, prior to John chapter 3, I want you to notice a section of Scripture, a few verses at the end of chapter 2 that serve as a bridge between the cleansing of the temple and when Jesus meets Nicodemus. I want you to imagine, before we read that, I want you to imagine in your mind 
Have you ever wondered what it was like to see Jesus? Or maybe you've wondered what it was like to see the signs and the miracles that He did. Surely if a person was able to see those signs and see those miracles, surely that person would have faith that this is the Christ, the Son of God, and they would follow Him, right? That wasn't always the case. Though they witnessed those signs, though they saw those, people still did not follow Jesus. People still did not put their faith in Jesus. And so I want you to notice verses 23 through 25 of John chapter 2. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man. John reveals to us an important truth. The Lord knows the hearts of men. The Lord knew their hearts. He knew their motives. He knew why they were doing the things that they were doing. Did you notice what Jesus said in verse 24? But Jesus did not commit Himself to them because He knew all men. You see the same word uh, for believed in verse 23, speaking of those who followed Jesus, they believed Him. It's also the same word that's used in verse 24 uh, for commit or entrust. And so here these people are, they, the Bible says they believed in Jesus, but Jesus did not commit Himself to them or believe in them because He knew they only believed and they only followed because of the signs. One commentator said it this way, The people believed on Christ, but He did not believe them. He knew their hearts and could evaluate their faith exactly. You see, He knew the reason they believed. He knew they were not ready to commit to Him. They only had a superficial belief only because of the signs that He did. You see, from from the cleansing of the temple, He's still dealing with the same issue. True belief that leads to action. That leads to fully committing to Him. Notice what another commentator had to say. Although many claim to believe, Jesus knew that mere intellectual assent proves nothing. Even the demons have such faith. You remember James 2.19? Even the demons believe and tremble. Like the seed that fell on rocky and thorny ground, those who possess such faith hear the word and initially receive it with joy. Matthew 13. But because of their hearts... Because their hearts are never truly changed, they fall away with affliction, when affliction comes. Or when worldly riches beckon. Jesus did not embrace the false faith manifested by those who witnessed His signs. You remember back in 1 Samuel chapter 16, when the Lord had come to Samuel and He said, Listen, I'm no longer with Saul. I want you to go to the house of Jesse because I have a new person, a new man that I want to anoint king. And so Samuel goes down to the house of Jesse. 
And he calls Jesse and he tells Jesse that I'm, I'm here to worship the Lord. I want you to bring your sons. And after he's consecrated his sons, Jesse and his sons, the first one, Eliab, comes before Samuel. Oh, Samuel looks at this gentleman and he says, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Surely this is the next king of Israel. Don't you know? Don't you imagine? The response of the Lord was nothing like Samuel expected. For look at what he says. 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7. Do not look at the appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Let us pray. Holy Father, Father, we do not know what all is happening. Father, we love our Chief Phillips. And Father, as they attend to him now, we pray, Father, that you will bless him. We pray, Father, that You will reach Your hand down on Him. We pray, Lord, that You will bless Him. Father, many times we do not understand different things that happen or why. Father, we know that life changes. And Father, we know that help is needed. And Father, we pray that You will bless Chief Phillips. Father, help us as well. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.
Given present circumstances, uh, we're going to just stop right here. Brother Donnie's going to come in just a few minutes and uh, lead us in prayer. And, and we'll save this lesson for another day. But I, I think we've had a reminder and a lesson in and of itself uh, without words being spoken. And uh, as this lesson talks about uh, making sure our life is ready, and making sure our hearts are ready. And we know Chief has uh, done that, and uh, we pray that, that he will continue to improve. And uh, there, we'll, we'll be all praying for him, I know, and checking with him uh, later. Uh, we do normally offer an invitation. We're not going to do that this morning, but if, if because of events or, or things you've been thinking in your life, if you need the prayers of the church, we want you to know you can find myself or one of our elders today before you leave this building. We'll step off into a room and we'll pray for you and we'll pray with you. And then uh, if you need to make changes or uh, be buried with Christ in baptism, uh, we'll make preparations for that and we'll make sure everyone knows about your request. But uh, um, uh, anyway, so if you need that, please catch one of us before we leave here today. Uh, let us uh, be going in our Heavenly Father to our Heavenly Father in prayer, but Donnie's going to lead us and then we'll, we'll, we'll be dismissed. Let's pray. Our Father, we humbly bow before you today. Thanking you, Father, that we have a Father that loves us more than you loved your own Son least as much as you loved your own son that you, you allowed him to die that we know and are assured that we never have to die 
Father, we, we thank you for Chief Phillips, for a life of service to his country, to his family, to his community. But most, in father, most important, Father, he has shown us all a life of service to his King, his Father, and his Lord. Father, can we all, and we ask for your help, all to look at the great examples around us, like his, that show us the way and lead us in paths of righteousness. Father, we're, we're heavy-hearted today for many reasons. One that we love, uh, struggling today, but a nation that struggles. Uh, this week has touched all of our hearts. And Father, we, we pray that we can do as Your Son did, that we can bring light into a world of darkness. And Father, we pray for the wisdom, for the strength, and the knowledge to guard every word we say, to take every action we can that will bring honor and glory to You, but bring a light into a world of darkness. Father, help us as we leave this place this morning, resolve more than ever to be that kind of Christian, to be that kind of child of Yours that, that just helps this world be better when we leave it than when we came into it. And Father, we, we all acknowledge we've been taught so much in the last few weeks and months that we never know when that time comes. So help us to be ready, Father. Help us to remind each other and encourage each other and give each other hope that we live every day under the wings of Your love, under the power of Your Gospel and with the help of Your Spirit. Help us, Father, as we leave here to do everything we can to do just that. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.